Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. No games on the schedule? That doesn't stop us from talking football. It's time for the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are your hosts, past WFCA president and associate head coach at Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle, and the fans' high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome into the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host, as always. He is the past president of the WFCA, WFCA Hall of Fame member and associate head coach at Heartland Arrowhead. He's Tom Swiddle. Coach, how are you? I'm great, Mike. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Hey, any closer to us uh, figuring out if we're going to be having football in the fall? Well, the WIAA put out their their guidelines this past week, and uh, it's quite extensive, but uh, I think that's a a major move in the right direction. Yeah, I was going through those, and in fact, I talked to Wade LeBecca yesterday for a little while, and I said, hey, you know when you guys were putting these out for the summer contact stuff that that you guys uh, decided to do a while back, I don't think you ever thought that by putting this out, it would be kind of a, almost a, a test market for what we can expect in the fall. And he said, boy, we're going to learn a lot. Not everybody's getting involved in the summer activities, but the teams and the schools that are, I think, I think it's going to be a really good lesson for us moving forward. And I think, Tom, I think it's a good sign. I, I think, I, look, I think the WI is going to do everything that they can. Uh, to make sure that 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 fall sports happen, as long as they can keep everybody safe. I I agree. It's a great step forward. Yeah, I I, I I'm looking forward to it, and I think as you know, certainly you guys and 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 our communities throughout the country, um, we this is important, and it's important for these kids, their mental health, I think, and their physical health to be able to start getting back together, uh, practicing, and uh, and competition, I think, is always really important, especially at the high school level. Let me run down today's show. First two segments, we're going to be talking to Tony Viola, WFCA past president, uh, president-elect, and head football coach at Wisconsin Rapids, and uh, Drake Sortman. He is the offensive coordinator for Homestead. We're going to be talking to these guys. WIA, WFCA came together and... They're going to be utilizing auto seating for this fall's WI football playoffs. And we'll talk with uh, with both uh, coaches uh, for two segments about that and just kind of get their feel on on, on how they're doing now and, and how their their teams and their conferences and, and certainly their communities are, are handling what's going on. 10.30, we're going to t- uh, two segments with Major Nicholas Morales, Commanding Officer, Milwaukee Recruiting Station for the U.S. Uh, Marine Corps and WFCA corporate sponsor and a partner of the WFC All-Star Game. And we'll talk to Major Morales and thank him uh, for his service and, and certainly their commitment to the WFCA here in the state of Wisconsin. 11 o'clock, Brian Henson, Commissioner of the Greater Metro Conference. Sure, we got a zillion questions to ask him. And 11.30, Colin Bruton, who's the head football coach at Lakeland. We're going to talk some musky football. But right off the bat, Tony Biola Head coach of Wisconsin Rapids, Drake Zortman from Homestead. Tony, let's start with you. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. Thanks for having me. How's everybody in Wisconsin Rapids? You guys uh, uh, handling this COVID-19 thing the best uh, way you can, correct? We are. Yeah, like everybody else. I mean, we've been we've been 
pretty much on a lockdown or at least away from school. Kids are doing some, hopefully kids are doing some workouts and staying active at home. Um, you know, it's it's been a little bit better the last few weeks, but uh, we're looking forward to July, you know, just being able to get together and move in any way, shape or form. Yeah, I think everybody's looking forward to that as well. Uh, Drake Sortman, offensive coordinator at Homestead. How you doing, coach? I'm doing well today, Mike. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, Coach yeah. Swiddle, good morning. Coach Biolo, good morning, sir. How you doing? Hey, bef- hey before we get into this, uh, hey, co- um, Tony, w- what kind of team do you have coming back at Wisconsin Rapids? Because I'm kind of looking at our Thursday night light schedule, and I'm the sideline reporter for that. <laughs> and it looks like that first game – yeah, you might as well just go against the big dog. You're coming down to play Muskego, and it looks like we're going to have that one on Thursday Night Lights. That should be our our, uh, our kickoff right there. Coming down to play Muskego, you're not shying away, huh? No, no, no. And we're pretty young. We graduate a lot of seniors. Our entire offensive line, uh, minus one kid is coming back on the offensive line. So we've got a whole new offensive line. We have a little bit of speed in the backfield, not a lot, but. It'll be a great test, great experience, and I think uh, kids will learn a lot from playing a really good team. Yeah, that should be fun. I'll be on the sidelines, and you know me, I'll I'll be, I'll be telling you what plays to run against that Muskego defense, coach. Perfect. Yeah. You just get us yeah. a couple of touchdowns. We'll be all right. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah, that's that's my style for sure. Um, hey, um, Tom, let me start with you. The idea of 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 having uh, basically an auto seating for the football playoffs. Were you in favor of that? I, I am in favor of that. And I, I think once, uh, you know, we talk about not only what the auto seeding is, but sort of the history of the seeding for the WIAA football playoffs, I think it'll make sense. Uh, we are making this move to auto seeding. And uh, Tony and Drake, perhaps that's where we can start, is is just looking at the history of the seeding for the WIAA football playoffs, you know, where it started, what it moved to um, with coaches seeding, and now, of course, to the auto seeding. Sure, I can probably, I don't even know, five to seven years ago, way back when we first started, uh, WIAA puts us in our groups, our groups of eight, once the playoffs are formulated. And then what we used to do was just go by a, a standard set of criteria. The WIAA would do this on Friday night, um, usually everybody was playing their last game on a Thursday. So th- actually Thursday night into Friday. Um, and they would see in the group of eight, they would see the top four, according to some criteria, undefeated conference champions, conference champions, co-conference champions, and so on. <clears throat> then the rule was, uh, along with that was you would play the closest of the next four that were not seated. You would play the closest non-conference opponent. So what what the coaches association, what the coaches wanted to do because of how we grouped the eights, we always would end up with conference teams in that same group of eight. And we did not, you know, we didn't want to play conference teams round one right away. So we made that concession. Well, there were a lot of times and a lot of cases where, you know, the number one team conceivably, if we did rank all the way down one through eight, the number one team was probably playing number five and number four was playing number eight. It just wasn't, you know, you might have a level three game going on at level one. Um, so the coaches were somewhat frustrated year after year. You know, a different, a different group of eight was probably more frustrated year after year after year uh, as we went through that. And then I, I don't know who started basketball, hockey, other sports where all their coaches were seating themselves then. Um, so the football coaches basically got together. The association had taken a few polls and and just checked and and we ended up lobbying for and getting coaches seating i mean and we so we would meet right away saturday morning you know the the advantage of other sports is they all are in playoffs we have to qualify so i mean they would do their seating maybe a week or two weeks before their season is over with our seating everything has to take place within a basically a 24-hour time span so, you know, little things that you learn along the way. The coaches wanted to seed. We all did and, and thought it was going to be really good. And I think it was. Um, but then you started to get into, I don't know, maybe a little gamesmanship, depending if there were three or four conference teams, similar conference teams. You're sort of ranking. You're supposed to be thinking of sort of the same criteria. But 
it's, you know, you're, we're human. And when, when we go in our conference, uh, one of our conference wins is going to be better than one of Drake's conference wins or, you know, those type of things just happen. And uh, I think there's been, you know, we don't want to go into the playoffs. I, I think has been the, the idea with coaches is we don't want to go into the playoffs pissed off at each other all the time. And that's what it seemed like in, in certain situations it was getting to be more and more of. So now, our coaches have again come and asked for, you know, hey, couldn't we do this as an auto seed? Couldn't we set criteria up, plug it into a computer, and just come out with, with a, a better version of what we have? Um, and I think we've done that. We, we you know, we, we started to talk probably a few years ago, and then 2018 proposed, floated it out there, and then took, again, took some polls, and I think we were well over 60% of the coaches in the state were in favor of it. Um, of, of going to auto seating, we put together a great committee of people um, that talked about all sorts of parameters. Um, and Drake sort of, he's our math guy, so he sort of led the way with, with how we were tweaking some of, things, <laughs> some of the things there. So. Yeah. Well, that's Tony, scary. That's scary. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> you know, sorry, Drake, you know, that's a little bit scary. We're talking to Tony Biola again. He is uh, president-elect WFCA head football coach of Wisconsin Rapids. Uh, Drake Zortman, offensive coordinator at Homestead. Coach Swiddle? Yeah, I was just going to add to what, what Tony said or maybe ask a question of Tony and Drake. Um, you know, you described it as gainsmanship um, within those seating meetings, and, and I think there was a general feeling at times that, you know, you could manipulate the seating, and, you know, enough of your brethren, your conference brethren in your, your grouping, um, you could really manipulate the, the matchups and, and when, in essence, the conference uh, members would play each other. W- would that be fair to say, gentlemen? That would be, yeah. Uh... Yes, I would agree that sometimes uh, first-round matchups and who you might get in the second round, um, folks were considering that at those in-person seating meetings. Hey guys, I got to tell you when when uh, when you started that, uh, Joe Cook was in town and he was my co-host on uh, on my high school football, uh, the Varsity Blitz show, and and uh, he told me a couple of days prior to that, he said, "Look, you basketball coaches, that's real political for you, but we're football guys. It's not going to get political for us." And he walked out of that first CD meeting and he goes, okay, I was wrong. You know what? This might get a little <laughs> political because, look, as a group, if there's five teams from the same conference, we've got some power in those meetings. And, and like, yeah. like you just said, we, you know, we, can, we can manipulate a little bit to have this team against that team or that team against this. And I think this, obviously this auto seating, Drake, and I'll go to you, um, is going to take care of that. And I like the fact when Tony said, look, we're not walking out of these meetings ticked off at each other all the time. You know, now it's just kind of, okay, we're going to pop everything we need in and let the let the computer, the auto seating, tell us who's playing who. And uh, looking at some of the, the criteria, uh, Drake, did you have a, a lot to do with kind of the, the, the six factors of, the, of what the formula is? Well, no, I, I think the committee... Um, all sorted out a lot of ideas, all the members of the committee. We had a, a great representative group, um, WFCA guys, as a part of the committee. And, and, you know, we started with, you know, winning percentage and, you know, like like kind of old school RPI thoughts, right? Right. And and a lot of the variables were discussed and could we include that or how do we represent this and the number and the formula and, and some of the, the nuance that the coaches – would take into consideration again trying to be as honest as possible with 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 their teams and the strength of the other seven groups or other seven teams in the group you know but it was a collaborative effort um i would say certainly with the six variables that we have in the formula um i think the committee and and the the wonderful folks at the wiaa that we worked very closely with um i think we feel good with the variables that we have in place uh, is any part of um, of that idea of how it used to be, which was, you know, you wake up at two, or stay up all night till three in the morning and then take a look at what they've done. I, and then I know the one year, Drake, you were driving from one to the other. And I, I think Coach Keel, you guys went to 
whatever happened i don't remember but i know you guys were driving back and forth to different meetings i was a part of that meeting mike it was interesting (laughs) you know the the bottom line homestead and kimberly were both in the same grouping of that's right yep and uh again it was it was a very interesting meeting especially when um you know dave spoke and and steve jones um, you know, because you get at those meetings, you get a chance to talk about your team and your season. And uh, yeah, it was very interesting. That meeting started about two hours late because of Homestead driving back and forth from one seating meeting to another. Well, and any part of some of that, are you going to miss, Tom? No, no, I, I just I just won't. You know, I, I've been a part of, of meetings where I've walked out of there thinking, how in the heck are we seated the way we are? I mean, in 2015, we were 8-1. We lost one game by one touchdown during the regular season, and we ended up with a five-seeding. Didn't game. Wow. You know, I mean, it was just like, holy cow. I mean, it was just dominated by one conference, and they got what they wanted. That was well, very frustrating. We played hey, conference champ, conference champ, conference champ, eventual state champion, all on the road, in that in that playoff system. So what, I am I am sure of auto seating. I Tony, I I got to tell you, a guy that does this for a living like I do, I'm gonna miss those. I'm gonna miss yeah, having, yeah. you know that that was really good radio that day. You know, I'm I'd call sure. guys in the car and they'd be like. I can't believe what just wait till I tell you what happened in this meeting. So that will go away. I know the coaches will be happier, but certainly guys like me, I, I'm going to miss some some parts of that. I, I have to tell you guys, we're going to get to a quick break. We're going to continue to talk to Tony Biola, again, past WFCA president. He's president-elect, head football coach of Wisconsin Rapids, and Drake Zortman. He's the offensive coordinator at Homestead. We'll continue our conversation regarding the auto seedings for the Falls WIA football playoffs. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Okay, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented, as always, by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGiver. My co-host is Tom Swiddle, associate head coach at Arrowhead. We're talking to Tony Biola. He's the head coach at Wisconsin Rapids. And Drake Sortman. He is the offensive coordinator at Homestead. Hey, Tom, let me tee up a question for you. Uh, the, you know, this is kind of a test. And if, if this thing goes well, and I would assume that after the first year, we'll tweak it a little bit, or you guys will tweak it a little bit. Do you, do you foresee this, uh, other sports at the high school level here in the state of Wisconsin, going to this in the future? Well, I really can't speak to the only other seeding meetings I've ever been a part of is for baseball back when I when I coached baseball. Um, I really can't speak to what's happening, um, you know, for the different uh, sports in the state. But I would say this: if if this is successful, um, I, I don't see why other sports wouldn't look into this. Um, you know, it's it, it makes sense um, uh, to to have all. And we will certainly find that out. But um, I, I could see other sports perhaps at least looking at this if it's successful with football. Hey, Drake, I can tell you as a former basketball coach that the basketball coaches are, are you know, stepping back and, and are going to watch this process um, to see how it goes for you guys to see any tweaks that you make throughout, you know, the year after the first year is done. And, and I think that's something that they're going to consider as well. I, I have heard, I've spoken with a few basketball coaches. They are very, very interested in, in seeing how this works um, in football uh, moving forward. And I, I would agree that, of course, you know, it's this is a, I think Wade Lebecki describes it as a, quote, living formula, if I'm correct. Like, this is something we can look at in December and say, okay, we can tweak it this way or that way to make it even better. Um, I can say we have we have run it against you know 2018 2019 a couple different after many many versions um, we we've looked at where we're at now and again we feel good um, and to get back to the original point yes I think basketball is 
is going to be interested in seeing how this works for a year or two. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Tony, um, is there any part of this, you know, I know it took a while to kind of get to that formula, to, to what, where everybody was comfortable with the formula that we're going, you're going to use at least for year one and then tweak it after that. What, was there a more difficult part of those six factors that, that are part of it that uh, some guys wanted to get in and some guys didn't want to get in? Was it the strength of loss game value or, you know, de- the, the defeated opponent win percentage? Was there any of those six factors that was a sticking point for, for a lot of guys? No, no, I don't think so. I, I think, uh, I mean, I, the, the six points that we had were, were pretty clear. Um, everybody on the committee, coaches that we talked to, that they had floated past. I mean, those were the those were the key points that we were trying to get, and it was it was more a matter of just you know not necessarily that the coaches runs or the coaches things were correct. So it wasn't we didn't have to you know we weren't trying to emulate the exact exactly how everybody came out, but we did want to make sure you know a lot of those better teams or the teams that the coaches felt were better were getting those higher seeds there wasn't a lot of discrepancy so so it was just a little bit of tweaking on the percentages but no the the six factors were pretty pretty unanimous i don't think anybody was really pushing any one factor more than the other um as we went it was just more looking at you know a lot of things that we looked at were when you had teams with similar records you know how how were we separating those or how did they separate in the formula versus how did they separate when the coaches did it and and were those kind of things correct and i think uh one advantage i mean we like drake said we ran it against the 2018 and 2019 um uh, versions of what what happened and multiple i think they, i think they went up to 10 different formulas breaking it down and, and ran multiple times just tweaking some stuff um i think one advantage that we're going to see is our new season where everybody's playing the first two games is non-conference and then everybody has seven conference games i think that's going to make a real big difference for what we see coming out but you know that needs to be made afterwards but you know the, the consistency the inconsistency that we had to run it against 2018 and 2019 some teams having nine conference games versus the non-conference games um, I think made a difference and, and it, it did, it made what we were looking at a little bit more difficult. And sometimes you're looking and just going, you know, we just have to go with it and know that there's an anomaly right now. Hey, hey, hey Tom, go ahead, Tom. Well, I was going to ask uh, both Tony and Drake, again, having been a part of many of these meetings, um, you know, and, and Tony, you touched on it. You said, like, how do you compare teams with similar records? So let's say that you have a 7-2 and two team from this conference and a 7-2 and two team from that conference. You know, how do you separate them? And really, are, are what you're talking about there, um, you know, like strength of schedule, strength of conference, and, you know, are 7 and same conference to conference? And, and there are some things built into this formula that takes that into consideration. I'll let Drake answer that one. Uh, yes, <clears throat> the math guy. You know, yeah, but, you know, it, it's everybody. Everybody's league is a little bit different, and, and from year to year, and, and and sometimes these things, you know, from year to year, you know, which leagues might, you know, might have tougher games or more difficult games within the conference schedule. So, you know, when you talk about uh, how how has that team done how has that conference done historically in the playoffs so like how do i separate a seven and two from conference a from a seven and two in conference b right and i to echo what tony would say i think some of these things when we have the football only conferences and the set seven games for the most part you have seven conference games a lot of these things the little nuanced things that we looked at from 18 and 19 they're gonna it's gonna get standardized right so I think some of this stuff might, it you know, moving forward, again, we're going to look at it after, you know, we like what we have, we'll look at it after the fact again, and I think moving forward with standardized and set schedules, and then we do have a way to separate, you know, a 7-2 and two in this league versus a 7-2 and two in that league. Right, I guess that's the point I, I'm making. You know, when you look at historical right. conference playoff win percentage and historical team playoff win percentage, I mean, that's a part of the formula. Right. Correct? 
Correct. So, and that, right. You're exactly right, Tom. And, that, and so sometimes that's where, where the anomalies happen with what we're running right now, right? Because in a closed conference, you know, when we were running it, their historical playoff record probably is 500 if they get the same number of teams in the playoffs. I mean, half of them are going to be out in the first part of it versus, you know, some of these conferences that have had chances to play teams outside of their conference, um, you know, not being grouped in the same area. Um, those kind of things are going to end up happening, you know, I think with this, with the new, um, with our new schedule that we have, it's just going to open it up for more teams, and you're and you're able to look at opponents or or common opponents, even if a team, you know, conf- closed conferences in the past, for the past two runs, really didn't get to play any type of similar opponent anywhere. I also it- found interesting in the formula where. Um, you know, head-to-head competition. So if a, two teams played each other during the regular season, um, just because one team beat the other team doesn't necessarily mean that the team that won that game beat, correct? Correct. Yeah, and that, correct. In, yep. that got to be a little bit of a problem, I think, and I think it's going to take care of itself in the in the new season format. Yeah, and, and because of the other factors that you've included in there, you know, they're not going to take us and weigh that more than all the other factors that are in the formula. And Drake, I would think that that's something that, that most coaches would be happy for. Because again, if you, if you have one loss in your season and the team that beats you also has lost, but you beat the team that you know, beat them. It all of that will now go into play, and it's not just well. Look, we're, you know, what I've been in basketball city meetings where very similar records, but head to head. Hey, look, we beat you, and you know, no factors of while well, their two best players were you know injured or academic, uh, you know, ineligible for that game. It 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 weighed so heavy on that decision process that I, I like the fact that that. You know, it's that's just not the you know the the the, the bond that's going to say okay, well we should be a higher seed because we beat you. I, I think there's so many you know in, in, in one game and, and trying to weigh you know just in, in a small snapshot of just one game. I, I think what we have is something that really really looks at an entire season and an entire you know the, like the whole team for an entire season versus putting a lot of weight just on one particular ball game. That yeah, that's sense. a that's a good point. Guys, thank you so much. Again, Drake Zortman, uh, offensive coordinator at Homestead, Tony Biola, head football coach of Wisconsin Rapids. If you want to see Tony's team play in person, August 20th at Muskego. You know, Tony, an early line came out. You guys are three touchdown favorites against them? That's perfect. Yeah, we'll take there that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if they, as long as they'll put it on for us first. That's... Yeah, uh, well, I'll. Oh, hey, oh, did you say they're getting three touchdowns? Oh, oh, no, no. no. So I thought Ken Krause was spotting them three touchdowns. No, no. Oh. Hey, look. Oh. You know, Wisconsin <laughs> Rapids, they're coming to Mosquito. It's going to be, I'll tell you what, what a great opener for Thursday Night Lights. On, on August 20th, 7 o'clock kickoff. And, uh, Tony, I'm, I'm sure you guys get great crowds up at, up at Wisconsin Rapids, but, boy, Muskego shows up. That community shows up for that high school football team, and rightfully so. It's uh, yeah, obviously yeah. been a heck of a program, and it'll be fun to, uh, to see you in person. I'll get a chance to interview you prior to the game and and i'm just throwing you softball questions pal i'm not uh i, w- I won't throw anything bad at you all right sounds good looking forward to it you got it tony thank you drake thanks a lot thanks gentlemen yeah. thanks thank you thank yep. you very well, much you got it let's get to break other side of the break major uh, nicholas morales he's a commanding officer milwaukee recruiting station for the u.s marines we're gonna thank him for his service and thank him for their corporate sponsorship and their partnership with the WFCA. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. 
I'm Mike McGiver, my co-host, past president of WFCA, WFCA Hall of Fame member, and associate head coach at Heartland Arrowhead. He's Tom Swiddle. You know, Tom, before we get to our next guest, you know, when you've got a guy like Tony Biola and Drake Zortman talking about the the auto seating and, and how it happened and, and what's gone into it, uh, boy, they gave, I think, a really good example and, and, and some really good facts as far as why you guys want to do this and how it's going to go. The other thing that impressed me is, look, they're open, I think, to saying after year one, look, if we tweak it here and tweak it here, we could actually have this a little bit better. Right, and and uh, I agree with you, Mike. This has been a well-thought-out process for both the WIAA and the WFCA, and there's been just great effort in getting all the factors that need to be considered in seeding in this formula. And obviously, if there's some glaring thing in there that was missing, they will put it in. You know, the, the days of... Uh... Whatever the WIA says, uh, you know, some of our basketball or football coach association is going to say absolutely not. And whatever the associations would say, WIA years ago, uh, no. Now when, when I hear and see, you know, the groups working together is where, you know, that's when we get to really good ideas and we actually get them implemented like this. Right, and I think the WIAA, at least in, in the instance of the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association, I, I think they understand that, that we can help them in right. some of these very difficult decisions that they have to make and take away some of the criticism that they get when some decisions are made. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And speaking of help, you know, I, I don't know if uh, yeah, anybody that when we talk to guys around the country or we talk to guys from this area uh, that are involved as sponsors of the WFCA or some of the high school stuff that I do, and we thank them. You know, it, it's it's a really good partnership, and as this guy is, and, and we need to thank him for more than just his partnership. We need to thank him for his service to our country. He's Major Nicholas Morales, Commanding Officer, Milwaukee Recruiting Station for your U.S. Marine Corps. Uh, Major Morales, how you doing, sir? I'm good, Mike. How are you? I'm doing good. Hey, it's good to talk to you. And again, um, thank you so much for, for your service and, and everything that you've done for our country. You're very much appreciated here in the Milwaukee area, sir. Oh, thanks. We appreciate uh, all the support uh, that we get from you guys and, and everybody else in the community. So thank you. Hey, Tom, um, it's important for the WFCA to have really good, strong partners. And certainly um, the U.S. Marine Corps has been a good partner with with the WFCA, and, and I know that you speak very highly of Major Morales. I do, and, you know, probably the highlight for me, um, and, and, you know, to sort of give you, a, I don't know, an overview of all the things that the U.S. Marines do with the WFCA, and in particular – uh, the All-Star Games. I think the highlight of the week for me and the Marine involvement in the All-Star Games is when uh, last year uh, Major Morales spoke at the All-Star Game banquet. And I told Major Morales before that event that I hope you're bringing somebody that can record this because you won't believe the reception that you're going to get when you speak. And it was an unbelievable response from the thousand people that were there, standing ovation, uh, uh, just truly an inspirational five-minute talk by Major Morales. And I think it just encompasses all the things and, and the great things that the U.S. Marines add to the All-Star Game experience. you want to speak to that, uh, Major Morales? Yeah, thanks, Tom. Um, so the past few years we've partnered with uh, the WFCA. We also partner with the WIAA. And uh, like you said, we were at the awards banquet last year. I had an opportunity to speak. And uh, you're certainly spot on with the reception from everybody uh, that was there. And, you know, we really appreciate that. Uh, it was a great opportunity for us to get a chance to meet the athletes, the coaches. Great chance and opportunity for us to meet a lot of the parents uh, from the communities that uh, we work in as uh, as Marines out here on recruiting duty. Um, and then we had a chance to also be at the All-Star Game itself um, and provide you know, opportunities for anybody to ask questions. But it's really an opportunity for us, again, to support the community. 
Um, and that all-star game was a great event in that, you know, you've got all these athletes uh, that have proven themselves in the sport of football that are being recognized for not just their talent, but their contributions throughout the season. Same thing with the coaches. They're being recognized not just for their coaching talent, but uh, for the contributions they made to those young men throughout the season. So we were able to be, you know, firsthand uh, witnesses to, to that game. Um, and I also thought it's just a great event all around because uh, it partners also with the Children's Hospital of Wisconsin. And so for us as Marines to be able to support some of the young children that were there at the game that were recognized at coin tosses or half times and whatnot, I think to us, you know, that really aligns with our core values of service, you know, honor, courage, and commitment, and being able to do more in the community uh, than just represent the Marine Corps, but try to have some sort of an impact, even if it's just for a night at an awards banquet or uh, just for a day at the game. He is uh, Major Nicholas Morales, again, Commanding Officer, Milwaukee Recruiting Station for the U.S. Marines. Um, Major, can I ask you this question? When, when you talk with um, young student-athletes, juniors, seniors in high school, um, some of these guys and girls that, that have interest in joining the Marine Corps, I, I, I'm wondering, once their they're, they're tour is done, once they are done, you know, they get through and they decide whether it's four years or 10 years or 20 years that being part of the Marine Corps is, is now going to be behind them. Is there anything that these kids and, and these young adults are not ready to do the next level? I mean, I, I'm thinking about this in my head, that if they, mm-hmm. if they spend four, six, eight, ten years as a Marine, when, they want, mm-hmm. when they're ready to then move on with their life from that, I, I just can't imagine there, there's, that there's anything that they can't do at that point. Yeah, that's correct. I, I mean, it, it, what we say is once a Marine always a Marine. Um, so it's, you're not just taking on a job. Uh, to us, it's a transformation into uh, really a new individual. And it's also a lifestyle. And it's something that after your years of service, whether it be that four years, 10 years, 20 years, uh, in, in some cases, 30 years plus, um, the core values of the Marine Corps, honor, courage, commitment, the Marine Corps leadership traits and principles that you learn uh, while being a Marine, and then the challenges that made you uh, stronger, that made you tougher, um, and that made you a better person, you're going to carry with you uh, really for the rest of your life. So, again, we, we look at it as a transformation. We look at it as a lifestyle. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of, a lot of examples of uh, successful business people, successful educators, uh, whatever field you decide to go into after the Marine Corps, the skills that you pick up here uh, can really serve you you well no matter what you do. And, Mike, I, I can speak directly to that. Uh, being the head of the guidance department at Wauwatosa East for a number of years, I had quite a few students of mine who enlisted in the Marines after high school, and the the impact the Marines have on those young people is immediate. They would go off to basic training, say, in you know the summer after they've graduated, and they get through basic training, and they would come back to school. Um, you know, when they're done with basic training, they'd be in their uniform and a completely different person. You know, I don't know, in 8, 10, 12 weeks, whatever it is, um, you know, just completely different than what they were like the previous June when they graduated. It is so impressive. Yeah, I, yeah. you know what, I've had, uh, I, I've had a number of kids I've coached over the years, and, and I'm just going to tell you about one in particular. And he, uh, he didn't join the Marines. He went, he, he's in the military in a different, um, different part of the military. And I, Tom, I have to tell you, he was, he was a difficult young man to coach. He's about five, <laughs> at this point, about 5'8", and he had something to say about everything, and I coached his three older brothers, and so he felt really comfortable with me, and so we had some real issues. He then, now he is, just so you know, he's part of the Special Forces, and that last time I saw him, he's about 6'4", and, you know, about 235 of pure muscle, and everything is yes, sir, no, sir. His three older brothers, I said, hey, do you guys still pick on him? 
And they said, not individually. It takes all three of us at this point. But they used to pick on him like crazy. And the direction, and when you talk about a transformation, I, I, I'm telling you, Major Morales, the transformation in this young man was unbelievable, like nothing I've ever seen. And he is just, you know, he, he, he cares so much about our country. He has such a strong love and passion for our country and to keep us safe. This has been a game changer for him and, and his family and his life. And the right. same thing that you had talked about as far as being part of the Marine Corps. Quick question before we get to a break, uh, Major Morales. How um, how busy are you guys nowadays? Is, is it, do, you, do you feel the love of country um, has, has drawn a lot of people to come talk to you? Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, there's been a lot going on. Uh, in our country and in our world in the past few months, um, it's fundamentally changed, uh, you know, our way of life uh, for most people within uh, within the state of Wisconsin. And, um, you know, rather than seeing necessarily, um, you know, a lack of, of commitment, a lack of drive, or even an unwillingness to meet, um, we, we do meet with young men and women regularly. Uh, we have been for the past few months. And uh, we've been meeting with parents. Uh, we always encourage parents when we talk to any young man or woman, we highly encourage that the parents uh, join that meeting. Um, and uh, like I said, over the past few months, we have uh, been engaged with just a lot of young men and women, um, talking to them about their futures. And, you know, most people we talk to don't join the Marine Corps. Um, so a lot of what we're doing is, is basically just giving career and life advice and allowing people to kind of explore their options and we ask them we ask them a lot of questions and we do even more listening to determine uh, you know what's best for them in their future. Boy, that's great. Guys, we're gonna get to a break. Um, Major, if people want to get a hold of you, if they have questions, um, I know that uh, uh, they can certainly call the main number or, or certainly um, the executive officer there uh, they can call. Um, but I'm wondering, is there a phone number that we should be passing along to people that that they can call your main office? The, the best phone number, if you're interested in, uh, in learning more about the Marines, is 1-800-MARINES. That's M-A-R-I-N-E-S. Um, you can also go to marines.com, and it'll prompt you to fill out your information, in which case you'll get some information in the mail. But you'll also have uh, one of our Marines contact you within 24 hours. Um, so, again, that's 1-800-MARINES, M-A-R-I-N-E-S or marines.com. Either one of those would work uh, just fine. We're going to uh, hold uh, uh, Major uh, Morales over for one more segment. Again, he's the commanding officer Milwaukee Recruiting Station. If you have, uh, you, you, you're you looking for information on a son or a daughter that may have some interest, 1-800-MARINES is where you would call. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGiver, my co-host Tom Swiddle, Associate Head Coach at Arrowhead. Can we ask you, uh, Major uh, Morales, when, when you talk to kids that are, again, student-athletes, kids that have interest in joining the Marines, can you give us a ballpark idea on some of the things that you talk to them about, some of the great reasons to join the Marine Corps? And I'm wondering if the travel side of it, looking at your bio, boy, there, there's very few places in the world you haven't, uh, you haven't been to. I'm wondering if that part of it comes, to, it comes into your conversation. Uh, it does. It, it can. Um, I guess what I should start by saying is, you know, what do we what do we talk to about them uh, with them? The first thing we do is we ask them, what are they interested in? Um, we try to identify what are the primary things in their life um, that they're really interested in. And we have several different categories, travel, adventure being one of them. I'll give you a couple other examples. Uh, challenge, physical fitness leadership skills, professional development, technical training. Um, those are just some of the examples of options that we give them. And we say, hey, out of all these options, tell me what are the top three that interest you? And so like I said before, what we try to do when we sit down with a young man or woman who's interested uh, potentially in enlisting in the, 
in the Marine Corps is we ask them those questions first, and then we do a lot of listening. We ask them why they're interested in that. Um, and really what we want to do is we want to determine, um, is the Marine Corps a good fit for them? Um, so in many ways, they're kind of interviewing us, trying to determine if the Marine Corps is right for them. And in many ways, um, they're being interviewed for a job position. And we're trying to determine, are they right for the Marine Corps? Because at the end of the day, we want to ensure that everybody that enlists to become a United States Marine uh, understands what that means, is ready for that challenge, and uh, is going to embrace it wholeheartedly. The travel piece is absolutely significant. As Marines, we consider ourselves America's 911 force. What does that mean? It means that any crises across the globe that threatens national security or that America has a particular interest in, we're ready to respond. Um, so whether or not there's a major armed conflict or whether or not there's a war going on, uh, Marines are forward deployed to assist in humanitarian operations, disaster relief operations, um, other types of uh, non-combat type operations. Are We do a lot of training with foreign militaries, and that really expands the opportunities uh, as we partner with the Navy to visit and, and travel to a lot of different countries, whether it be in Asia, in the Mediterranean, uh, South America, the Middle East, Africa, uh, you name it, um, Marines are forward deployed in visiting those types of countries. And, you know, Mike, I've been a part of those, call them interviews, that uh, Major Morales just described. And I think what's lost on people is it's, you know, the Marines are highly selective. It, it is not necessarily easy to become a Marine. You have to have the right background. You have to have the right test scores, that kind of thing, in order to qualify to, to be a Marine. So, you know, it, it is a, a vetting process that, that works very well. Um, Major Morales, I'd like to just touch on something that's always a highlight of the All-Star Game Week, um, the, the Marines go to both the North and the South training camps, and they do team building and leadership exercises with the All-Star teams. And it's just become you know, something that is looked forward to by the All-Star game coaches, and it's highly received and endorsed. Um, could you describe the kinds of things you do? And you know, this is something that you could work with individual high schools on if uh, you know, a coach of a certain sport would, would want to have this. Correct. Yep, absolutely. This is something we do uh, with high schools uh, just about every week during the school year. Obviously, with the, the closure due to COVID-19 and a lot of the social distancing restrictions, we haven't done them uh, in the past uh, month or two. But this is something, uh, it's called a leadership cohesion exercise. And so, uh, like Tom is talking about, when we get together with the North uh, team and, and South and we go over these different leadership traits and principles, um, we talk about uh, building that cohesion as a team, really just to try to get them you know, mentally pumped up for the game. Uh, we do this with teams throughout high schools and all different sports, um, and we can tailor it. So if, if you're a coach of a, of a high school team, uh, we can come in and what we'd like to do is sit down with you in advance of doing one of these leadership cohesion exercises. And we like to find out, you know, what are the strengths and weaknesses of, of your team? What, why do you want us to come in? Is there a particular point you're trying to reinforce? Uh, one thing I hear from coaches a lot of times is, hey, I've got a lot of really talented athletes, but it's trying to get them to understand that there is leadership beyond just being really good on the field. I'm trying to develop the team captains. I'm trying to inspire and motivate them to take greater ownership of, of the team um, so that I can kind of step away and rely on their leadership skills. And so once we hear things like that, we can tailor the message. Uh, we can do physical exercises. Um, and we're certainly not trying to replace any strength or conditioning program. We're not going to do that in a two-hour uh, leadership cohesion exercise, uh, but we can tailor the physical aspect to however you would like. If you want to ram a point home with a, with a pretty intense workout, we can do that. If you want to use it as kind of a, a rest day and kind of a, a more fun day for the team to kind of relax because they've been performing well, we can do that. The main purpose for us is not to, to run the physical portion, although that's what we're going to do and we're going to do physical team building exercises our main intent is to present the leadership aspect of it and to do some team building. We want the team to come closer together, and we want those leaders on the team that you depend on to, to kind of step up to a challenge. 
um, and take some skills away that they can apply uh, throughout the season. He is Major Nicholas Morales. Major Morales, before we let you go, I got a text from a friend of mine who was uh, he was in the Navy. He said, you should have a Navy guy at one time. And I texted back and said, well, you boys always drive uh, the Marines over to the fight, right? And I don't think he'd like that. Now, you've been in both, correct? You were a Navy guy uh, in the beginning, and now you're a Marine. Is that correct? I went to the United States Naval Academy as a midshipman, so that's, that's correct. Uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah, as midshipmen, we are part of the Navy. Marines are part of the Department of the Navy, and I will say that the, the Navy that we have is uh, it's the best Navy in the history of the world. And we maintain an extremely close partnership with the Navy. Um, all of our medical personnel, you know, our quote-unquote combat medics is what, you know, kind of the Army calls them. Ours all come from the Navy. They're corpsmen. Um, we call them DOC. They fight uh, right alongside, beside us. So our partnership uh, with the Navy is extremely close. The relationship is very deep. Well, he is a smart man. He, uh, the, the smartest thing that Major Morales ever did is he married a Wisconsin girl. You know, Gina, from, from Richland Center, Wisconsin, a, a really good move for you, sir. Yeah, yeah, I married up, as they say. Yeah, no, <laughs> we, all <there's>, <laughs> we all have. There's no no doubt about it. Um, Major, th- again, thank you so much for your service, and thank you so much for your partnership with the WFCA. It means a lot to us, and to have you guys as uh, standing beside um, the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association is really important for us. So thank you for that. Thank you guys for having me on. It's it's an honor to be here. I always enjoy talking to you guys, and I hope to see you soon. Except for Ellis. Excellent. 1-800-MARINES. If you have any questions, you have a son or a daughter, or if you're a senior, junior and senior in high school, have some interest in talking to them about what it would be that next step in your life, 1-800-MARINES. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Brian Henson. He's a commissioner of the Greater Metro Conference, and he's going to join us. He's going to fill us in a little bit on the conference commissioner's role and what may happen in the upcoming fall athletic season. And so we'll have a lot of questions for Brian Henson. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 